clarity is power. So why do I keep saying that? Because once you understand the end game, the outcome, the result, that is what is going to help us guide us on our uh, intermediary decision. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? Dr. Vikram Raya is a functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert, is here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life, unlock your limitless potential, and achieve greatness, all while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. So I guess I have a very specific question. Uh, if I want to continue this uh, journey, and I'm, I was asking you specifically because you've been through cardiology training and also been on the other side with real estate investing. So I was kind of trying to get an idea of how easy or difficult would it be to scale while in fellowship? Will it put me behind by three, four, five years because I'm going to lose income uh, in that period of training at the same time? I don't know how much I'll be able to actually do. And uh, I'm going to use this as a teaching point because I'm sure a lot of other people will will want this, will ask the same question. So is it okay if I use this in the future for like a teaching moment as I teach you? Okay. Sure. All right, guys. So is a phenomenal doctor, came from India, got into internal medicine, working hard, got interest in real estate, but still had his eye focused on you know, his, his goal, which was to become a cardiologist, very difficult to do to get into cardiology, but he did that. Now the he, you're at the point where you're about to start that fellowship. Yeah. Okay. And the question is he invested energy, time, money into real estate, started learning from, you know, a, a mutual friend and client of ours and is now starting to grow real. Do you have real estate now under your belt or no? I, I'm doing single families. I'm investing more this year. And plus, how many do you have now? One last year, and I went through the whole uh, short-term rental course. I'm planning to do one or two more. If not two, then I'll try to do duplex. Okay. And then I'm coaching. I'm not coaching myself. I mean, I'm coaching myself and learning about syndications. So I'm heavily learning about in, in syndications. It seems intriguing. Maybe one, two, three units under his belt. And now the question really is. Do I pursue cardiology fellowship and become a cardiologist, or do I go hospitalist and continue my real estate empire, or is there a option three, which is a hybrid approach of some sort? And that's right. the question. And so, guys, I want you to see how I sort of tease apart because he knows the answer. In, in fact, most of you guys out there, the wisdom is inside of you. So, if the wisdom inside of you is just really for us as mentors and coaches and guides is just to tease it out and bring it out. So, so remember, um, clarity is power. So why do I keep saying that? Because once you understand the end game, the outcome, the result, that is what is going to help us guide us on our, uh, intermediary decisions. So 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 10 years from now, let's say even 10 years from now, if I gave you $20 million, uh, I'm sorry, let's say you have $20 million right now that I give you, what would you do with the rest of your life? 
keep investing. Focus on investment and growth. Would, that, you, would you want to run a cardiology clinic? As as a as a business owner, let's say I gave you a hundred million dollars. You've written off all your loans. You've paid off everything. You've built houses for every single member of your family in India. You know, you've bought them all like you know Maruti cars as well, right? You you've you've dined with some famous cricket players and whatever else you care about. You've done everything you can think of and you're bored. What would you do the rest of your life? And if you say keep investing, I'm like, why? That's that's a fair point. But I, the only thought and the reason I am at this bifurcation is because... No, no, no. no. Go, back to, go back to that question. I'll get to you why you're at the bifurcation in a second. But... If you achieve that goal of $100 million, which very few people in the world will ever achieve, and I don't care what you say about inflation, $100 million is still $100 million. Sure. And uh, investing more and achieving more won't majorly change your life at this point. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? I guess you're asking me the why. Yeah, I'm getting to the why, but I'm doing it in a way that is tangibly you have to answer now right um yes spend more time with family uh you didn't seem that excited about that answer no i mean i i, I love working on i love traveling opening up clinics where it's non-profit and i'm okay with that like i do have that at the back burner also so that, that doesn't seem that exciting to you either so you really want to grow and invest you're into growth mode you're hungry yeah so cardiology is not as exciting to you as real estate or what? It is. I mean, at one point, if you ask me like cardiology and nothing else, and I'm like even scared to discuss it with my closest friends that I'm thinking maybe about not doing it because that's the kind of interest I always had with cardiology. So I just feel oh, like... I get it. What shifted? If training, slowing other goals down. The fact, why did you want to get into cardiology? That's the only thing that excited me in terms of medicine. I like medicine as a whole, no doubt, but I was always interested in interventional cardiology. Uh, now I'm not because of the lifestyle, but it's the, the perspective shifts when you're in training and when you're done with training and you see the lifestyle of other people. So lifestyle, initially it seemed intriguing. It seemed like a challenge. You, you're probably right. not doing it because you really care about the individual person is more about how, what's interesting to you, what's driving you, what's challenging. You know, it's sort of a has a, a cachet about being a cardiologist. I get that what, what was driving you. So for a brand name, it's very difficult to get into sort of obstacle challenge. But then the lifestyle is already turning you off, at least on for interventional. Why is there even a decision here between real estate and this? Like, tell me what's what's the what what is confusing you right now? Or what's the challenge in the decision making process? that I might have to set aside my real estate goals on the side for at least three, four, five years because three years of training, less income. And after that, also, it'll take at least two years on a W-2 job or anything to make that kind of capital again. So you're, this is a, the reason why anyone is ever confused, my friends, is there's a values hierarchy. And so for him, the number one thing, if you can hear from his conversation voice, seems to be 
making money and achieving financial freedom. Yeah. The challenge, the interest, the service in cardiology is not a top value for him at this point. You can already hear it in his voice. You can see it. You can see it's like he has to sacrifice to do cardiology versus it was a privilege and an honor to even get in. You didn't hear that a single second in his voice. So the decision is already made. He's just trying to figure out how to rectify it within himself and to share it with others. The other thought I had was that cardiology is like a paved path. There is structure with anything else, anything entrepreneurial. There is no structure. It kind of definitely scares me. I'm not even going to lie about it. It's not that I hate cardiology. If I still, if if I'm doing nights, which I don't, but I'll still wake up to a heart failure case, no issues compared to somebody, somebody coming with like, a, oh, I hit my toe somewhere. I'll still take care of both patients the same way, but the excitement level is much higher with a cardiac case. That's that's a given. My My scaring is like, okay, am I putting myself back and I have to start at the bottom again when I'm 38 or 39? What I'm hearing there is um, the way he talks about cardiology is, again, not in, a, in the most glowing rate. It's almost something he'll tolerate. It's something he'll do. He's okay with it. But it's not like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm a cardiologist. I'm so freaking like, excited. I can't wait to do research. I can't wait to you know, get into this clinics, create a cutting-edge clinic to really disrupt the industry. I, I'm going to be one of the foremost cardiologists in this particular sub subspecialist or topic. That's not anywhere in his vocabulary. It is a means to an end. And so real estate, the only reason there's a hesitancy is it's not as proven and he's he's unsure about a little bit of the path to get there. But if that was there, it'd be a no-brainer for him in his brain because he knows he can. he's tasted success. He's tasted freedom. He's tasted independence. He started to taste other things. And that's ex- more exciting to them now. And that's why he he went to all the way to the trouble of finding my email, reaching out to me somehow and hoping that I'd say yes. And then surprised that I did say yes. And now he's on a Zoom with me and he's like, all right, like I'm I'm gonna just lay it all out and I'm gonna come up with some some decisions. So that's where we're at. I think I'll be honest, um, you're thinking of this as a binary decision. Yes, cardiology no to real estate, or yes, real estate, no to cardiology. There are four to five other variations. Why don't you come up with a couple of them and share them with me right now? The one variation is go to fellowship, uh, put in that three years of hard work, because I don't want to, probably might not want to do anything else in terms of additional training. Uh, But I don't know how to invest in those three years or how to even manage the one or two that I might have because like I can't be responding to emails or guest communications when like there's a patient encounter. It's definitely much more challenging. So, uh, but that's one possibility. It's gonna be tough uh, pursuing the fellowship and doing investments, but I don't know how to raise capital and when, when I'm doing fellowship, because that's gonna be challenging and how to continue education in real estate, because, the cardiology education will be mandated and I will do it anyway because I have to do it. But this probably will, again, be sitting on the back burner. So when you're making a decision, everybody, um, there's usually option A and option B. Maybe if you guys are creative, you come with option C, but most of you guys won't. So why is that? Because we're just used to thinking in just black and white. And I want to introduce you to the, you know, the shades of gray. 
right? So there are probably 10 options here. And he's only thinking now of three. I'm glad he got the third one in the least. So what it could be option four. Option four could be, I will do all in real estate for 36 months. And if it doesn't work out, I'll reapply to cardiology. cardiology yeah. is, that, is, that, is that an option? Absolutely. Yeah. I'll try real I'll I'll go into cardiology full in year one. And if I love it, this is what I'm going to pursue, knowing that real estate's always going to be there for me. Right. Option five could be, hey, I'll make enough money as a hospitalist. I'll hire a right hand in, card- in my real estate company. And while I pursue cardiology, my real estate can grow in conjunction because I'll have a team. Instead of thinking like how most doctors do, the worst thing out of a doctor's mouth is, uh, if, it, if it's to be, it's up to me. Meaning they literally are, they have to do it all themselves. Yeah. Instead, they always think about how. Poor doctors think about how. Rich doctors think about who. There are multiple variations on this. You could also go all in with real estate. And if it doesn't work out after a year, you go into cardiology, right? There's, there's multiple things. But in the end, the way I think is, I don't think about if it's not going to work out. I assume everything I touch turns to gold. I have to touch it long enough. And right. I, I choose the path that makes most sense to me. Ikigai is what you're good at, what you get paid for, what you're passionate about, and what the world needs. Right. So both you could answer yes to all four of those questions for both professions. But the way you're framing things, I don't think cardiology is what you're really chasing. It was an income. It was a status. It was a challenge. And it was a lifestyle. Lifestyle is questioned. Challenge, both are challenging. Um, Status, I think you're getting over that. It's not as status, a high status as you thought it was. And and then, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the, I forgot what the last one thing I just said. <laughs> so tell no, me, I mean, but is, tell me if I'm right or wrong. I, I, I don't know you, so I'm just, I'm just yeah. hearing what you're saying, right. asking you questions, and getting your, and looking at your body language, and yeah. getting, getting an answer. Go ahead. I mean, status, absolutely, but I'm not chasing a field for status. Like if that was the case, I would try to be a neurosurgeon or anybody. But I'm, I, I genuinely like the field. But my concern came in only honestly, after the match, and I'm like, should I be putting three more years? Or because I was constantly hearing, and I would I would rather talk to a physician who has done the route path, like yourself, and has seen both sides. Uh, and I'm, I'm not devaluing cardiology. I think it's, it's super exciting and amazing. It's just that personally, I felt like, okay, am I going away from financial freedom? if I'm going down the trap of training again and then trying to climb up the ladder as, okay, graduate, new grad, new cardiologist, level one, level two. And so that's... If once you said financial freedom is your number one goal and your values hierarchy, then then that's your answer, right? right? When you're going to cardiology, the goal is not financial freedom. The goal is service, right. interesting field, uh, a scientific endeavor, passion about you know, a way to help people from that perspective. Right. Right. That was my reason for going in. I had many people with heart disease and, you know, I want to do it. And it also provided a good lifestyle overall. Like it right. provided, you know, a good six figure, seven figure, you know, not seven figure, but it's a good high six figure income eventually. When I was in it, that's when I made my decisions 
uh, first to pursue a different type of cardiology and I went into functional medicine. But because I wanted to protect my income from that I earned from cardiology as I did an experimental venture, which is cash-based boutique, reversing disease versus managing disease, I, I added real estate as a side hustle. What happened was I real estate was just so successful, both as a single family and eventually as multifamily syndications that it became something that I couldn't deny anymore. It was like, my God, this is like, if I put even a little bit, because I put no energy toward it or very limited energy and it was like growing leaps and bounds. So me devoting more energy just took me to the next level. So it became an elf, elf business for me, which I've talked about before. Easy, lucrative, and fun. Right. Versus hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating. And then, so anything I've done medically is great, but it's never been an elf business. The next thing I did, which was another elf business, is coaching and consulting and being, you know, high-performance mentor to physicians. And that's just exploded. And again, I don't even, it doesn't even feel like work. It's effortless. And it's, right. and it's everything I'm touching, if it's creating seven-figure companies, and doesn't require so much of my time. I can build a team around it. I can leverage and grow and scale it. That's exciting for me. And so those are things I'm pursuing. But what, I'm really glad I went into cardiology and I was really appreciative of the experience. And I really think it helped me become, it helped me in all the things I'm doing subsequently. So I wouldn't change anything, you know, in my path. That being said, you're at a juncture where you're, you know, figuring things out. So it's really a values hierarchy question. No one can make the decision for you, but for yourself. But but based on what you're saying, if financial freedom is a number, I didn't, I didn't, I've never used the word financial freedom when I was applying for cardiology. That was not even in my my vocabulary. I just got introduced to it. <laughs> right. So remember when when I was training, this all of this kind of stuff never existed. There was no passive income MD. There's no white right. coat investor. There's no limitless MD. Right? right. A physician was a physician was a physician, and that was it. And I was like starting to explore and experiment and things like that. But based on my knowledge of human psychology, of physician psychology, and what I'm hearing from you, the decision to pursue real estate is what's more meaningful to you. And if if I had to guess your purest intentions of what you really want in life, I think that's the path. Yeah. I It took me a few months to even say it out loud. I was talking yeah. to my parents and I'm like, but that's, I think I liked it. The last thing I have to say as we wrap up here is if a decision is reversible, make it quickly and move on. If it's irreversible, you spend hours and months and years thinking about it. Sure. Technically, this is a reversible decision. Reversible decision, absolutely. You have to reapply, yes. Is it going to be tough to, again if you wanted to go three years later to get into cardiology? Yes, it's going to be a challenge. Is it impossible? No. You've already done it once. You can probably do it again. Right. Maybe you have to do a year of research prior to you prepping again and doing it or whatever. Or you have to have a good story of what you did in your time off. But right. that's that's about it. Okay. I hope Absolutely. that helped, my friend. Absolutely. And I really appreciate your time. It means that's a lot. Awesome, all right, guys. Uh, I hope this was helpful to all of you guys listening. And, um, and, uh, and, uh, and I think this is the kind of decision framework you need to have. Think about the values hierarchy. Think about what's most important to you. Think about decision being reversible or irreversible. Think about really um, if you had all the money in the world and you had to spend the rest of your life, what would you really get excited about getting out of bed doing if it wasn't just for the money? And then finally, um, realize that there's not just one decision, 
but there's probably one option for for example there's probably three four five six seven options and don't make decisions in your head make them on paper lay them all out weigh the pros and cons weigh that weigh combine decisions together so you have multiple options and then just once you make that decision don't go back move forward be confident in your decision and go for it and then last thing i'll leave you guys with is whatever your touch turns to gold only caveat is you must touch it long enough thank you so much for listening to this episode of limitless md if you found value from this episode i encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. Until next time, be phenomenal.